Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Resting Place, South Tampa Campus. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear, and we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org. For those that were here last week, you got to hear the first part of the series. And if you know me, you've been coming here, um, you would know that I usually just kind of float spontaneously because for a season, God just had me do that where people, ministers would get surprised. How do you, how do you just get on the mic and release a word? We've been studying this forever and you just get on there and boom, you release the same word and you, we know you don't, you don't even have notes, you know? And it's not that I don't believe in being prepared because I do believe in being prepared for many years before that. I did ministry and I went to Bible school and it was required of me to prepare a sermon. So I could teach you on how to prepare a sermon and the steps and the intro and conclusion and I could do all that. But sometimes we could become so dependent on this is the way that it needs to be done. This is the way the service needs to go that we create a formula. But then in the other retrospect or even in that sense, oh, you always have to wear the shirt and tie to preach, you know, or you have to dress it up. You don't have to. Um, and then there's the other place where God brought me, where is you can be totally free, totally spontaneous, right? You could dress however you want. You could just walk in that freedom, right? But now in this season, God said, excellence. Excellence. He told me 2023 is a year of excellence. And he told me, that even for many people in the room, that word excellence is kind of traumatic because it kind of like brings you back to your old religious church because excellence was demanded, which that wasn't excellence. It was perfectionism or perfection. Um, it might take you back to school, right? And you, all you remember is getting F's and D's because you were in excellent, you weren't perfect, and another kid was always better than you, and you didn't get chosen to, in the kickball team, and you were always last at the kickball team because they were excellent and you weren't, but that's not excellence. That's competition. Right? Or superiority. I just wasn't good enough. So then all of a sudden, you've kind of been walking in that level for the rest of your life. Now, everything that you do, you're doing it from that low level, well, I am good at singing, but I'm just going to stay at good. I'm not going to be the best at it. And, and God is now calling the church to a higher place. He's very loving, very kind. And if you want to stay in your lower level, stay in your lower level. We honor everyone. We empower everyone. We have faith for everyone. But just because you want to stay in our lower, lower level or you don't want to believe that you can be better at what you do doesn't mean I'm not going to continue on. See, God, when God set the people of, of Israel free, which is when the first ecclesia, which is church, was created in the desert, the first church, church, the first church, the first church gathering was in the desert as they were leaving Egypt and entering the desert, right? And as they go through the desert, God called the whole nation up to the mountaintop. God didn't call only Moses to the mountaintop. But people were afraid. People were insecure. People doubted. 
yeah, they saw lightning and thunder. and oh, How are we going to go up there? And Moses is like, guys, come on. God's up there. I promise. You got to get through these scary moments. But God's up there. And people went up. People, most of the people stayed at the base. Of the nah, you go up, we stay at the base. So they chose a lower level. And then some of uh, another group, can't remember the exact number, but there was another group that went a certain distance onto the mountaintop. And then it was just more intense. So they're like, this is it. We're, this is where we're staying. And then the leaders went up to a certain distance. And then they got scared. Eventually to the point that the only one that made it to the mountaintop was Moses. But there's a danger. Danger, danger. There is a danger. When God has called you to the mountaintop, but you decide to stay at the base of the mountain. You see, because Moses went up to the mountain... And he got to see the face of God. He got to experience the glory of God. He, he saw God write the commandments. Right? But do you know that God wanted to give everybody the commandments? But they chose not to go up because they allowed fear, insecurity, whatever it is. Because a lot of people think like, well, that's the man of God. The man of God. The woman of God. And we kind of, in our human minds, we always look for a man of God. Well, like, if you, hey, when you go talk to God, you know, people do that to me. I've had people like, hey, uh, next time uh, you talk to God, can you tell him not to trust me so much? I'm like, are you listening to what you're saying? Tell God not to trust you so much. You see, in God, there's not a lot of trust or little trust. There's just trust. So it's either God can trust you or God can't trust you. Either God's going to bless you or not bless you. The blessing's there. The trust is there. The love is there. It's just up to you if you're going to grab it. You want to touch it. You want to experience it. It's available. Now it's up to you to simply go for it. So people will be like, hey, uh, next time you talk. And this is like unbeliever. That means they don't believe, right? They believe you have a relationship with God, but they don't believe they have a relationship with God. That's what it is. You walk into a room, hey, like, hey, I know God uses you. Can you put in a good word for me? No. <laughs> How about you put in a good word for yourself? As a matter of fact, he is the good word. How about you just go meet the good word and live in the good word and experience the good word? That's what it is. People think like, oh, he has the favor of the Lord. No. He has intimacy with the Lord. He has a relationship with the Lord. And you have access to that same relationship. But what they told you in the lower levels has kept you at the lower levels. But danger, danger. This is not even what I have on my notes. I promise. But we're going to go to the notes. But danger, danger. If you stay at the base of the mountain. You know what people do at the base of the mountain? They create idols. They create golden calves. The very people. It wasn't a people that did not know God. If we would have been talking about a people that didn't know God, that they didn't see the fire, they didn't see the, they, they didn't see the cloud, they didn't see the ocean open up and swallow up their enemies, then I would say, hey, it's okay. You don't know God. But you're talking about the people that saw the plagues, that saw the wonder. That saw the protection, their enemies losing their children, and yet their children were protected. They saw the angel of death taking the enemies down, 
taking the future of the enemy down, but allowing your future to live. Saw God fight in their behalf. Saw God take down the crops of the enemy, the animals of the enemy, everything the enemy trusted upon. Gone, gone, gone. And yet they were victorious. So we're not talking about a people that didn't know. They were being chased by Trojans and chariots. The fact alone, if I ever see the ocean fall open up, that's it. I'm done. I'm already done. But if I saw something like that, Jesus, like what? Like I could walk to Puerto Rico right now? Like that? I don't even know. I honestly wouldn't even know if I would dare walk through it. Think about it. Like, you, you know what it is to see waves like, and you're just walking in the middle of an impossibility? And you're just walking through that? Come on. You're cold in the middle. I mean, two of us right here slept over ch church on Friday night because we were going to clean church yesterday. And, and we froze. <laughs> it was cold. It was colder than this morning up in here. And we were freezing. And imagine you're freezing and a pillar of fire descends from heaven. What? Come on, we all in this room will fall out like, thunk, right? Like, what? Or it's so hot that a pillar of cloud comes to shade you and comfort you as you're walking. And you're so hungry that he sprinkles bread from heaven. So like a little goldfish, you're like eating bread. Because you know that's what he did, right? I'm telling you, you want to know what the manna falling from heaven looked like? It looked like a bowl, a fish bowl with a bunch of little fishes swimming through a desert. And the Lord getting bread from the oven, breaking it, crumbled it small enough so his people could eat. And then sprinkling it over the desert. He showed me that. I love when he shows me his perspective. I'm like, whoa, they're not going to believe me when I tell them this one. This is too beautiful. How did God send manna from heaven? He, you, ever felt, you ever fed your little lizards or your little fishes? What do you do with the bread, right? You crumble it. But isn't it big enough for them? <laughs> for us, it's little crumbs. But for the fish, because you know why? Because the bread is for the children. And even in the desert, God was feeding bread to the children. But now they complain. I'll be satisfied with bread for the rest of our life. Oh, boy, we're human. We got to complain. Oh, we want meat. And then God said meat. And after God did all that, the audacity to not go up to the mountaintop. The audacity to still be afraid because fear will paralyze you from getting to know God for who God really is good because he's a good God but Moses knew Moses was like I spoke to a burning bush bro we're going all the way <laughs> he, and it's okay to have an excuse because Moses had an excuse I don't think he was a stutterer before I think he started stuttering when he saw the burning bush. He was like, burning bush talking to me what's happening right now why is it not being consumed? Take off your sandals. This is a holy place. Go and tell them I am. I can't speak. I stutter. Get somebody to go with you, but go. You know, even Yo, Pharaoh. You know, 
I think, I'm not saying that's what it was, but hey, maybe. Who knows? I will stutter. I've seen people stutter in the presence of God. I think that's what we do when we're speaking in tongues. Because the power of God is too powerful. But he knew where he was going. And he was trying to lead the people to a place of glory. But the people were hard-headed, disobedient. And they stayed at the base of the mountain. Danger, danger. To title this preaching, Danger, Danger. But they stayed at the base of the mountain and then created idols. Created idols. And maybe you're not going to create an idol of a golden calf if you ever. I said it before. I'm a pastor in this church. If I ever walk through those doors and saw a golden calf, you better. I don't care. I t- I'm telling you, Jesus loves you. I'm telling you, I love you. You better run for your life. You better open this door and run through that door because I will beat you. I will attack you. If I ever come in here and I hear somebody exalting Satan or live praising a Baal or praising another idol, I will come after you. I will. Because you will not dishonor the house my father gave me. God gave me this house. God gave me you as a people. And there's only one God will honor in this house. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. If you didn't hear me those first three times. I'm telling you. Something crazy could happen. Walk in here, some demonic act is going on. Oh, get ready, get ready, get ready. I'm all about the joy, but I'm also about the glory of my father. I'm about honoring my father. I'm about exalting the king of glory. And we're not going to take what he gave us and give it to the idols. I refuse and I will quit and I will walk out. The day we will choose to live a fake, lift a fake altar to an idol or a bell. Or another God in this house. It won't happen. It won't happen. Because he saved me. Because he loved me. Because he saw me in my suicide. He saw me and I thought I was going to die. And he brought me from darkness into marvelous light. Because he healed my mother from cancer. Because he provided and gave me a family when I didn't have a family. When I was mocked, criticized, and torn down, he raised me up. He heard my cry. He put my feet on a solid ground. And I know it sounds strong, but we will, I will. I'm standing in front of you. I will not compromise. I will not eat from the king of the table of the king, only the king of glory. Only from the king of glory. How does this relate to the message? Totally relates to the message. This is a year of excellence. I already told you. I'm just saying, telling you what excellence is not. Excellence is not perfection. I'm not telling you. See, perfection is going to tell you, if you didn't do it perfect, I reject it. Perfectionism, that's what it means. If you didn't make it perfect, it's rejected. If these people are not perfect, rejected. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is perfect love cast out fear. The people didn't go up to the mountaintop. Why? Because they were full of fear. They still didn't believe. 
they saw God take their enemies down. And you know what was the problem? They still were thinking they were the enemies of God. When they were the children of God. Let's say you're a child and somebody tries to kidnap you and your mom beats up that person. Or pulls out a weapon and knocks down that person. Takes them out because you were about to be kidnapped. That's not murder, that's defense. God was protecting his people. But imagine that child not believing, oh, my mom is going to kill me. Oh, my mom's going to hurt me. Because they saw the mom protect the child. No, the mom was protecting. God was protecting his people. But what they did is that they would have such a slave mentality that they still kept believing they were not good enough. And even though they were walking in freedom, they still didn't believe they were God's children. They couldn't take ownership of their identity. So they settled for less instead of going up for more. They couldn't be the best. And the golden calf could be your excuse. The golden calf could be your shame. It could be your bondage like, well, I'm just never going to be good enough for God. He's feeding you. He's protecting you. He's sheltering you. He's keeping you warm. He's, he makes rocks spit out water for you but you still don't believe that you're not good enough can you see your idol right now can you see that you're elevating your weakness over his strength can you can you see that you're elevating what the world told you over what he says this is what's happening but people can't see it God doesn't want excuses. He wants excellence. And I know excellence is a traumatic word. Guys, standing from up here, I can see some faces like, excellence? I wasn't good at excellence before. I got Fs all the time. I was picked last all the time. I know. I was always picked last. He used to say, hey, he runs on his tippy toes. He can't kick the ball that good. I, I, I sucked at it. And then people telling me how much I sucked, it made me suck even more. Because there was no bothering, they, no, nobody was empowering me. Nobody was going, hey, little champ, try harder next time. You're going to make it. Ha ha, he runs like a girl. Yeah, this is how real it is. This is what people go through in the world. And you know I'm speaking. You could tell me if I'm wrong right now. Or you're just reminiscing on what you went through, like, Maybe you're just not good enough. Maybe an ex told you they cheated on you because you're just not good enough. Maybe friends told you I'm not going to be your friends because you just don't communicate good enough. Maybe at work they told you we got to fire you because you're just not good enough. And now all of a sudden God is telling me to be excellent? How do I even cross that barrier? Maybe your father left you and you just felt like I wasn't good enough. Maybe your mother abandoned you. Maybe they kicked you out of the church and you just didn't look good enough. But now God is telling you that you are good enough and not even just good enough. God is saying you're excellent enough. How do I take that step? How do I go forward in excellence? I know it's hard. Excellence. It's not perfection, it's not superiority, it's not competition. It is the state or quality of excelling, being exceptionally good. 
action, characteristic, or feature in which you excel. And what's to excel? To be outstandingly good, to be proficient, is to be great at what you do. Be great at what you do. And then like, let's make this um, spiritual, the meaning spiritually. The biblical meaning of excellence, according to Strong's Concordance, to be distinguished. To be something valuable. How does God talk to you? See, God's not telling you to be something you're not. See, today is supposed to be our three-year anniversary. I've just been so busy I didn't get to do a photo slide or anything like that. But what does it matter? You're here. As long as you're growing and maturing, that's what matters. The cake doesn't matter. You matter. You matter. Because I didn't do this to celebrate how many years I was in ministry. I'm doing this because there's going to be a people that are going to run through the earth preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, building, restoring the desolate places, bringing destiny to people's lives. That's why I'm doing it. And it starts with you. You're the first graduating class. Hey. <laughs> so it says, distinguish something valuable, a product of fruit. You're fruitful. Do you know the fruits of the Spirit? I know in religion and in church, oh, it's all about the gift. It's about the tongues. It's about jackets. Knock them out with the jacket. Knock them out. Knock them out, right? It's about miracles, signs, wonders. It's about how good you sing. It's about good you preach. It's how you stir up the crowd. And let me tell you something. I got the mic. That's a big, fat lie. Jesus said one thing. By the fruits, you shall know them. By the fruits, you want to be excellent. Let the fruits produce. You don't make the fruit produce, but you water the seed. You give it some sunlight. You nurture the seed. And all of a sudden, there's a ripping, there's a breaking, and there's a growing. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, why do I hurt for this person so much? You're not hurting. You love them. Oh, why does it hurt that that person left when it never hurt when people left? Oh, because you're learning to love. Love is happening. Joy is happening. Peace is happening. He never said you weren't going to go through the storm. He said you will have peace through the storm. If you think Christianity is because you're not going to go through storms, big, fat, lie. You're going to go through a storm. You're going to go through many storms, right, Angie? Jesus Christ, God help me. Let's go. Let's go. But you'll have peace through the storm. Peace that surpasses all understanding. Peace, not like a storm, but peace like a river. Because that's what he does. In earth, it looks one way, but in the spirit, I used to wonder, I used to be a kid and see preachers and, I, oh, their mom just died, their dad just died, and they were preaching glory. And I was like, I could never imagine going through such a hard time and preaching and teaching. And they're so happy. How can they be so happy? And last year, I lost my brother. And I laughed. I kid you not. We were going through such a, two, hard, two horrible weeks of him in a coma, but in and out. And I started experiencing God's glory in the room. And everybody left, and I'm in the room, and I'm shaking, and I'm praying for my brother. I'm like, God, just let his eyes roll down. Let his eyes roll down so I could tell him he's about to go to heaven. 
his eyes were rolled up. Their, the doctors were like, his brain is disconnected. He's not going to look at you. And I was like, God, please let his eyes roll down. I just want to say bye. I want to know that he hears me. And I kid you not, we have one of our glory soundtracks that we record from Fridays. I turned it on in the room on my phone. And my brother rolled his eyes down. And he looked at me. And I was like, you see me, if you see me, blink. And he blinked. I was like, oh, my God. Alex, you're about to go to heaven. You're about to meet. Jesus could heal you. But if you've seen his glory and you want to go, you got permission to go. And we just pray for him. And the next morning, the next day he passed. And then glory hit me. And when I walked into my father's funeral, see, I see I am everywhere, right? I was, I was the first person to walk into his funeral. And I was like, how am I going to do this? And I went to the door. I looked at him in the casket. And I don't know what pushed my face over to the left, but I pushed my face to the left. And right there, it said, I am. And I just broke out in laughter. And I'm like, <laughs> you're here. I could do this. Wow, he's in heaven. And went from instant fear to instant joy. So it's not saying you're not going to go through the storm. It's that something wonderful could happen in the middle of that storm. And that is called excellence. My mom has gone through cancer since 2014 and got healed her. And she's going through the, through the consequences of radiation and chemo and all these chronic infections. And I get to take care of her. And every day when I leave church, you think I'm partying? No, I'm not partying. I got to go home and give my mother an antibiotic infusion. But there's peace. And then I go to my room and I pray. And sometimes I feel shaken. But I sit in my room and I know. I go, you know what I say? Now I know why those pastors were preaching in joy. Now I know. And there's a lot of things that I'm going through that you don't realize yet. But your day will come. And then you're going to go, oh, now I know. And I've been experiencing God. And I have to get tough on people because God called me to excellence. And God told me what this church is going to look like. And people, if you haven't watched The Chosen, let me give them a free promotion. You better start watching. Don't even go to first season. How about you start with the third season? Because I think as a people, that's what we are. At the moment of the sending of the apostles. So you could get that maybe you are a little bit stubborn. Maybe you are like little like Peter. Maybe you're like little James. Not believing that he can be used by God because he has a weakness and he has a struggle. Maybe you're like Peter. You're making plans to have a child that you want to be with your wife. But God says, pack up your bags because you're going to another nation. Maybe you're making some sort of plan. Or maybe you're like Thomas, I'm ready to get married. But God says, hey, I'm calling you to preach the gospel. I'm telling you, go watch it. You're going to be like, whoa, this is deep. I've been crying all week. I've been repeating episodes. But I got to watch this again. Oh, my God, you're just like us, Jesus. Because I've never seen it. I mean, we only get like vague stories. We read the Bible. We don't get the full details. These people are painting a picture of what human reality looks like. When you're leading people and you're telling your people, hey, we're about to go to the streets. And you're going to lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And you're about to cast out demons. What you mean? People start sounding like turkeys all of a sudden. It sounds funny, but it's the truth. 
call people to a meeting. Well, you need to tell me what the meeting's about. <laughs> like, no, I don't. Come on. I love you. I want to see you grow. I want to see you transform. Just like Jesus wanted to see his people grow and transform. One of the, Andrew tells Jesus, what, did I miss something? <laughs> We're being sent, but we didn't do nothing right. He's like, you're being sent. <laughs> but I don't feel nothing. You know what Jesus says? Jesus says, I didn't call you to feel. You don't need to feel anything to do great things. Remember that you don't need to feel anything to do great things. It's deep. It's profound. I'm still with the message, but it's still different. But this is excellence. Excellence in the strong concordance means precious fruit. There's love, joy, peace, gentleness, goodness, kindness, faithfulness. Sound mind, self-control is a fruit. If you have some habit and you have no control of it, stop making excuses for it and give it to God so God can make it excellent so you can have a testimony. I was an alcoholic. I was a drunk. And just because I'm testifying this, I'm not giving anybody here permission. Yeah, go get drunk because the pastor did it. I did it in the world. And I never knew how could I overcome drunkenness or sleeping around. And then God taught me value. God taught me how he saw me through his excellent vision. And I needed to learn, I needed to learn to let go of that broken mentality. I needed to repent from my wicked ways. Repentance means to acknowledge you did it wrong, and now you're going the opposite direction. That's all it means. And I be, it, it wasn't a one, two, three process. It was one, two, three, four, five, six, one thousand, one thousand, one, one thousand, two, one thousand, three, one million, one, one million, two. It was long process. I did not become a pastor. I got a prophetic word that I was going to be a pastor in 2000. I didn't become a pastor in earth till 2019. At the end of 2019, the church didn't officially launched so January 12, 2020. So we're talking about a 20-year journey. I know you're just meeting me now, and you think it happened from one day to another, just like when you read the Bible, you think one verse to another, it was right after each other, and there was 20-year gap between each verse. It's a process. Don't get admired with the glory. Listen to my story and how I got to this place. And then you go, okay, I got to give God time. Exactly. Give God all your time. Give it all. Let it go. Don't, don't come telling God. This is another mentality Christians have. I'm going to tell God when to do it, how to do it. Big, fat lie. Imagine your little kid telling you, this is how you're going to do it. Imagine you go to work and your employees are telling you how you're going to do it. And we want to come to God and tell God how he's going to do it. You better sit down. <laughs> you better sit down and listen because you're going to waste your time. And you're going to be frustrated. I'm not going to lie to you. Sit down. Get God time. Get your pillow. Get comfortable. Get a blanket because it's a long journey. <laughs> right, Avril? Right, it's a long journey. All these Christians, it happened in one day. Liar. <laughs> liar, liar, pants on fire. 
Now let your heart catch on fire. Let your mouth catch on fire. It's a process. It's a daily walk with God. And then when you look back, you're like, oh, that's what you meant. <laughs> now I look back and I'm like, whoa. See, God's going to give you a word now. And it might not come to pass till 20 years. Are you okay with that? I mean, by the time you get there, you'll be okay with it. <laughs> I'm just trying not to lie to you. Because people have some realist, unrealistic expectation of what God's going to do. Let me tell you something. You're, I know you're going, God, change me. Change this. Change that. Change it now. Change all of that. And God's like, you can't handle it. We can't handle one. I couldn't handle one moment of change in my family. I had to go to the doctor, get anxiety medications, get myself. I had to take a sabbatical. Imagine if God would have done it all at the same time. I would have, poof. He's gone. He just, he just popped like a balloon. Because the process of God is intense. Honorable, surpassing, and most noble. See, and this excellence, again, is not something you're going to perfect, but hunger for it. That's why this message is titled, The Pursue a Spirit of Excellence. What's the spirit of excellence? It's being anchored, anchored. To the things of God. And to be anchored is not just like slipped in. No. To be anchored, you're digging it. You're going deep. You're tying it, you know. It's anchored. It's rooted. Allow your roots to grow. Sometimes we just want to change this way. Why do I have the wrong branches? Why don't I have the ministry God said? Why it doesn't look? Why has my business, why my business hasn't grown like it should? Why don't I have the friends? Why I don't dress the way, right? Because you're so caught up on the treetop part. You're not realizing you're being anchored. Your roots are growing down first before you grow up. Because your roots are going to hold you in place. When the trial comes, when people start saying, well, I don't like what you did. Well, let me tell you, I'm anchored on Jesus Christ. I'm not anchored on you. I'm anchored in Christ. You think Jesus didn't know who the disciples were? Watch the series, guys. You're going to be like, oh, my God, Jesus was really putting up with a lot. Well, I think, all the disciples are like, well, I think, I think, I'm like, if I would have been Jesus, I would have been like, did I ask you? And the series would have ended right there. That's the end of Abraham Jesus series. Did I ask you? I don't know how he's so kind. You didn't see me in the gathering here. I was in the bathroom talking to Jesus. I'm like, how do I become like you, man? Because even in the episodes, you're just really nice, dude. You're nice. I'm going to scream at people. I'm going to punch some people in the face right now. Do you, even when the disciples are like giving you their opinion, me, 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 you're just like, well, thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm going to get that good. I'm not claiming I'm that good. Let me tell you right now, I'm not that good. I'm not that good. I'm not even good, period. <laughs> I'm trying to get to excellence, and I'm just trying to bring you along if you want to follow. <laughs> like, I'm not claiming I've reached perfection. No, no, no. I'm pursuing it. I'm going after it. So I'm trying. I'm working on myself. As I'm telling you to work on yourself, I've been going to the gym. I mean, 
I love Juliana over there because she just gave me some great advice a few months ago, and it really works, girl. Snap, snap. Let's snap for her. Snap, snap. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I'm feeling good physically, and I'm making sure I'm going to the gym even when I don't want to. Even when I ask my friends to come with me, they're like, no, I'm tired. I'm like, well, <laughs> I need motivation, so I'm asking my friends, but they don't realize that I need motivation, so they don't come with me because they're tired, so I'm just like, fine. They're tired. Everybody's tired, but I got to do something about it. I don't want to have high blood pressure. I don't want to have anxiety, so I'm doing my part. If I don't call you immediately, if I don't answer your email immediately, it's because maybe I'm going through some anxiety and I need to take rest because my mom's been really sick and I'm doing a lot. When Heather gets up here and says, yeah, because I've been going through depression, she's not trying to make you feel good. Do you realize that she told you the truth? That she opened her heart and was telling you exactly how she was feeling? And that maybe from your seat you should have raised your hand and prayed for her or maybe walk over and be like, girl, come on. Forget the program. Give me a hug, girl, because you're loved. Sometimes we need to listen because our brothers and sisters are crying out, but we're not listening, and we're acting like their life is perfect, and we're the first ones telling you from the altar on the mic what we're really going through, and you think we're making up a story just so we could relate with you. No, I relate with you because I'm a human being, because Jesus is working me out too. Because he's the author and finisher of my faith like he's the author and finisher of your faith. And we're in this journey together. And I don't know everything I'm doing, but I'm trying to listen as much as I can. This is what's really happening. This is excellence. This is, I know it's real, right? Everybody's like, whoa. Like, he's just hitting us with reality. Like, where's the Holy Ghost? Shea, baby, baby, baby. He, 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 ha, ha, ha. No, how about reality right now? He's only taking us to the glory so we could bring glory down to earth. Too many believers are caught in the floaty feeling. You know, out of all people, who's floating up in here? But I go up, and everything that goes up must come down. We go to the glory. I'm telling you, this is lower. You go up, you look. Oh, that's Juliana. Juliana, this is who you are. Let's come into agreement with this. Go up. Wally. Wally, I know you're going through this on earth, but God says this is who you are. Let's go. Let's come into agreement. What do we need to do to manifest heaven on earth? Because I see you, Heather. I see you walking in authority. I see Heather as a gladiator in heaven. I see her taking giants down in heaven. So uh, what do we need to do to make it happen? I see Avril riding on a chariot, on a horse, a war lady in heaven. But what does that look like on earth? So then we see what heaven says. And then we say, okay, how are we going to manifest this on earth? How do we work with her? I know she's been through a trial. I know she's been, she's been through the storm. I know she's been discouraged. What will I do to encourage the warrior of heaven? And let's get it marching, guys. I've seen pretty much all of you in glory. How do we make it happen on earth? And we walk from there. We see excellence. And now we bring excellence. That's what it is. It's not like, oh, I think I'm better than you now. No. That's not what it is. We're bringing something that we didn't know because we thought we were not good enough. I don't know. Who, I know a lot of people in this room have heaven visions. Who, those that have had heaven visions, have you ever seen yourself? I know you have. Have you, have you ever seen yourself like garbage up there? Never, right? How do you see your? I want you to tell me when you've seen yourself up there. How have you seen yourself? A flaming sword of boldness. Come on. 
You see that? You see that? And most likely on earth, he was, I know him, he was very shy. He felt like he needed to hold back his words. He felt like he wasn't good enough, so he needs to sit in his seat. So we encourage him as a prophet because I know that I already saw him. I know he's a prophet. I know he's been called to the nations. I know he's been called to speak the truth of heaven into people's life. But in order for him to speak truth in people's life, he needed to accept the truth of his own life. See that? I'm a jester. My name is Heaven Catcher. I go to heaven. I promise you my name is Heaven Catcher. And I'm a happy jester. I'm the Lord's jester. And Jesus walks, and I grab his robe, and I just skip behind holding his robe. I don't know why, but, man, I, do I love that idea. It sounds like a fantasy or crazy, but who, what preacher you know will even say such a thing? Most preachers will say, oh, I saw myself in heaven, and I'm such a king. And I'm like, whoa, I'm a jester. Yay. <laughs> no responsibilities. Woo. Thank you, God. <laughs> you know, like, and my heart's desire, and you know what? There was a prophet speaking, and I was like, okay. If she's really a prophet, she's going to explain this to me. Because I, I know what I saw, but I didn't know the earthly interpretation of it. And man, when she gave me the interpretation, it shook my soul. She says, oh, that's beautiful. She said, you're a jester because you don't mind being a fool for Jesus. You don't care if people look at you and think you're crazy, but you're in love with your king. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to melt. And she goes, and the reason you're carrying his robe is because you're going to carry his glory everywhere you go. I'm like, oh. I started weeping. I didn't know how beautiful that really was. And I'm like, oh, my God, yes, I'll carry your robe. Father, I have it drawn in my iPad. That's how much I believe it. I'm like, when I get to heaven, I'm his jester. I have this faith. I don't even want, I, I already know I have a mansion because I saw my mansion. But in reality, I didn't even want one. I keep telling Jesus, I want to live in your pocket. Like, I just want to slip into his pocket. But that is dangerous because his pocket could be a few galaxies, <laughs> you know, like he might fall in there and never come back out. <laughs> like, I think we're in his pocket right now. We don't even know it, you know. But anyways, it's all about identity, right? We, we discover who we are. We see the ex Every single one of you, I'm telling you, when I see you guys in heaven, you're excellent. It might sound a little bit funny, but you're excellent. And it's, okay, I take ownership of this, and I'll bring it to earth. Yes, I am able. I am able. I'm able to do great things for God. I'm able to transform the world. But you cannot transform the world if you don't take ownership. You need ownership. I want it to be fit. I want it to be healthy. I want it to lower my blood pressure. First of all, I had to recognize. I had to recognize that I wasn't eating right. I had to recognize that I was eating food loaded with sodium. I had to educate myself, okay? And then I had to repent. Repent means do the opposite. I started eating healthy. I'm still trying. I'm learning. But even with the learning, uh, right? Look, look, I'm not even sucking it in. This girl, she's new. This girl was like over here. I'll show you pictures. It, right, 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 Frankie? Wally, right? It was like, like way out there. You know, now I'm like, I was like, oh, my. It's not even like I had to suck it in just to have this. If I suck it in, it's like, look, look at the gap, you know. But I had to repent, which repentance wasn't like, oh, I repent for what I did. Let me keep eating the burger. That's not repentance. Repentance is, it's not good for me. I'm going to eat oatmeal and blueberries. Yay, how fun, right? 
It tastes good. The thing is your taste buds are ruined. So now you need to realign your taste buds and then give it a few weeks. And you're going to be like, I lately been like, I want a juicy tomato. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> you know, it's not even like, I want a steak. I want this, right? Right? We went out to eat and I'm like, just the cake. I ate half of the cake. But even then, I'm like, let's split it. But I love sweets. But everything else, right? I literally ate small portions. I went to the restaurant. I'm like, I'll have a salad. Even the other day, we were, we were going, oh, when we went to the, right, to the Bach Tower, we stopped at a donut shop. I'm like, yeah, we should pull over there. I'm going to have an egg sandwich, da 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 right? Everybody orders, and then I'm like in line, and I'm like, I'm going to order, and goes, what you going to order? I'm like, I'm going to order that. I'm like looking at the, all these foods they had, and I'm like, chicken salad. <laughs> you know, I was like, chicken salad. <laughs> like, it didn't even come out. I'm like, why a chicken just came out, you know? And it was my idea to go in there and eat, like, a greasy eggs and sausage breakfast sandwich. And I'm like, chicken salad. <laughs> it's just like, you know, and that's the change. You don't make it happen. It literally, I didn't think I'm going to order chicken salad. It just, like, slipped right out. And when we begin to trust God, it just begins to happen that way, you know. But being anchored to the things of God... And the spirit of excellence is the key that will bring you through trials and tribulations. I'm telling you, it will. It's the enablement to succeed, have favor, and fulfill all that God has ordained for you to accomplish in your lifetime. You might look at some ministers. A lot of people like judging certain ministers because they're financially stable or they prosper. And maybe some are wicked. I'm not saying that they're not. Some could be wicked. But I believe in excellence. Because I've been experiencing it. Years ago, I was working full-time job. I was doing this, doing that, doing everything. And for some reason, my finances did not multiply. For some reason, I was always broke. I had no savings. I had nothing. Nothing. I used to have to borrow from friends constantly because I couldn't get out of the hole I was in. But when I began to manage my finances, when I began to literally count, Frankie's seen my notebook. I, you don't think I do this, but I do this. Every month, I sit there and I calculate. And I put all my bills in. This is how much you put. And I've been able, with less income, because when I came to full-time ministry, I got less income than what I was making as a certified medical interpreter. So I am a professional. I am really good at interpreting. That's what I did my schooling for. And I have a degree in teaching. So it's not saying that I didn't prepare myself. If you're waiting for ministry, if you're waiting for a call of God, it doesn't mean you don't prepare. Prepare. Because you're expanding your mental capacity. You're learning about things you never were going to learn because you're going to meet people you never thought you were going to meet. And you're going to be able to have conversations with them. And through those conversations, you'll be able to slip Jesus right in. You will have an access to people you don't have access. I never thought I was going to be an individual that was going to have access to doctors. And I have had conversations with doctors and business owners, and I never, if you would have spoken to Abraham 15 years ago, that Abraham would have never believed that he was going to have the type of access that he has now. And so people go, how did you just get to talk? I'm like, favor, favor. I got to speak to a, 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 a known preacher, right? And it was like that. I was the last in the list. And somehow they go, we're going to pick these people. And I was like, I'm going to speak to that man. Somehow I'm going to speak to that man. And it happened. And I'm not boasting on myself. It's the favor of God. 
I had other preachers tell me, I'm kind of jolly because I've known this preacher for years, never got to talk to him. The same week you start listening to him, you get to talk to him. I was like, because I said it. I was like, God, I need to speak to that man. I have a question. And God knows the need. So it's not just to speak to a person because, but God knows your heart. You have a question. You have a need. You have a desire. And he's seeing what you do, and then people think like, oh, you, you're, just, you're just good at it. No, 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 no. It's the Spirit of God. I keep saying it. People think I'm a great evangelist. I'm a great preacher. People think I'm a great prophet. You're always on time. How is it that you call me right when I ask the question? Guys, because Jesus is here. I know you don't see him, but I promise. When I preach, he's right here. He stands here. And he's talking. Sometimes I black out. He grabs the mic. In the spirit, it's still through my body, but my spirit jumps out. His spirit comes in. He gives a message, and then he lets go, and then I come back in my body, and then I keep preaching my message, but he just takes over. He wakes me up in the middle of the night. He says, hey, call so-and-so and tell them this. I've called people, and they're like, dude, how did you just, like, I'm literally in my house praying. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. How did you? I'm like, I'm telling you, and you're not listening. Jesus told me to call you. I'm not a mystical, Dr. Strange, mystical powers of magic, auras, and realms of glory. No, no, no. People do that to confuse you. The Holy Spirit is a person. It's like this. Come, Jeremy. Jeremy's going to be me. Or Jeremy could be Jeremy. And I'm going to take the role of Jesus. You don't see him. But I go to him. See that? This is exactly what, thank you. He's such a great actor. My God. Give him a round of applause. You deserve an Oscar. <laughs> and this is what happens in invisible realm. God comes to you. He talks to you because you've been seeking him. You want to know him. See, the people that seek him and talk to him, they just get his attention. Other people want the blessings of God. Other people want the blessings of God, but there's some people on the face of the earth, they want God. You could want me, or you could want what I give. And there's something that happens when somebody that doesn't want just the blessing, but wants the blesser. Somebody that doesn't just want the healing, but wants the healer. Something happens with that person. Because you see, you come in contact with Jesus. See, he says, in my presence. To be in my presence is like right now, I'm in his presence. The word presence is not a it, The presence provokes a right? But to be in presence means to be in front of. So when you're in front of the Lord, there's joy. There's you in presence of the Lord. He says, he's my presence. There's fullness of joy. So there's these people that they're just like, you know, they're so joyful. And it's cool. They just, they get in. Like, the light comes out of Jesus, and they're, like, sticking their face in his light. And then they come back, like, <laughs> and you're, like, what's wrong with her? She's so happy. What's wrong with him? He's so happy. Oh, because they've been in the presence of the Lord. And then there's pleasures at his right hand. So when you come into the presence of the Lord, you get hit with fullness of joy. And then his it's my left. My, his right hand comes up, and he gives you some pleasures. And he says, here, Zach, here's some pleasures. 
and he gives you these pleasures. Now he says, go to my children and share the pleasures. And those pleasures look like prophetic words. And those pleasures look like miracle signs and wonders. It looks like healing and restoration. That's what it is. I just got to show you the spirit realm so somebody could just be like, hey, can I be next? <laughs> there was a lady. I was on a Facebook Live. This lady jumped in, and I started just calling people and prophesying over social media. This lady, like, sent me the request. <laughs> She's like, me, please, now. And God's looking for those people. There's people, he's glad with all of us. If you sit down, he's glad you're here. But there's some that are like, give me your lap now, now. I'm going to sit in the lap, please. I'm not going to wait. <laughs> like, me, next, next, me. Right? When people are giving stuff away, who gets the stuff? The one that goes crazy jumping for it. So maybe you need to act crazy. Jump for it. Give it to me, God. Please, I want it, God. Give me your blessing. That looks like excellence. In the natural, it looks crazy, but in the spirit, it's excellence. Because you're hungry for God. You're starving for the Father. That's who God is, man. Hallelujah. Enablement to succeed. Have favor and fulfill all that God has ordained for you to accomplish in your lifetime. That's excellence. I know you probably thought excellence was going to be something else. Like, you better get this right now, Frankie. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, his spirit is upon you. He's bringing beauty upon you. He's leading you to a better place because he knows that you're a leader. He knows that you're a minister. I know too long, guys, some of you are holding back your story because you think people don't want to hear your story. And God is like, oh, man. God is in heaven like this. I'm going to say it. He's like, oh, I'm waiting for Jess to open her mouth. Ooh, ooh, when she opens her mouth. I'm going to send a phoenix through her mouth. They're going to get burnt up. They, people are going to be screaming because they caught fire. I'm just waiting for her. And he's honoring you that you're waiting. You're still not good enough. He's, but he's in heaven. He's like, oh, girl, just get ready. Just open. As soon as you open your mouth, it's going to be fire. Just as you open, and you, when you open your mouth, he's like, you're probably going to drop on the floor and the whole church caught revival. And you don't even know what you said. Because God is only using your lips. He needs a portal. God needs a portal to come to earth. He needs a gateway. You are a gateway. Lift all your heads of your gates and the king of glory shall come in. Who, 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 who? Who's coming in? Jesus, the king of glory. Ain't nobody else. Ain't no demon, no force, no other God, no other angel, no nothing. Nothing in the creation but Jesus himself coming through you. The Lord powerful and mighty is coming through you. If you just accept the fact that you're a door, that you are a beautiful door, just like Jesus is the door to the Father, you are the door to Jesus. You're not a window. You're a door. And God wants you to just open up. Have your way, have your way, and you'll see the winds of glory from the heavenly hallways exit through you and into earth. Because that's who you are. That's what you've been chosen for. But he wants you to know you're an excellent door. You are beautiful before the Lord. He gets to walk in and through you. <laughs> oh, my God. I just saw him dancing in and through some of you. <laughs> For some of you, he just does this as he walks through the door. Like, woohoo! You're like, <laughs> He wants to use you. 
He wants to set you as an example to the nations, just like he did with David. For a season, David was ignored by his own father. I think his name was Jesse. He was the reminder of weakness, the reminder of failure, the reminder of a mistake. So you, you go back over there with the sheep. When Samuel came to anoint one, all the strong ones were set before him. All the mighty ones, the ones that had so many successes, the ones that were very good at doing stuff. And poor little David was back there taking care of the sheep, just writing songs and encountering the glory with God. You must read his words and you'll understand that David was not writing metaphors. He was writing literals. He was writing literal. Oh, I was glad when they said to me, let's go to the house of the Lord. Then he have church. <laughs> A lot of preachers say, oh, yeah, he was glad when he was going to church. No, 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 no. Yeah, we're the house of God on earth. But David wasn't glad because they told him to go to church. As a matter of fact, when the 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 Ark of the Covenant was coming by. He's like, took off his clothes. Let's go. Glory. Hallelujah. The presence of God is back in town. And his wife's like, you're acting a fool. You ever had somebody tell you, you're acting a fool? But his glory, he was praising the Lord. He was magnifying God. He was giving glory. Listen to me. He was giving glory to the King of Kings. There was a reason why he did it. He wasn't just making sounds. He was proclaiming the name of the king. He was celebrating the presence of the Alpha and Omega. But he did it. And he looked like a fool, but he wasn't a fool before the Lord. So he was glad when they, every time God would say, come to my house. And I know because I've gone to his house. And he's opened the, the invisible door. And he's like, I'm like, don't even ask, bro. Let's go. Let's go. He's taking me to heaven. I'm not ashamed. Oh, my iPad. If you see my art, all my art is about heaven. Every single one piece of art is about the glory of my father. Because I'm glad when he says, hey, tonight we have an experience at my house. Yippee. Here we go. Here we go. I'm glad to come here. I love this church. But that's not why David was glad. I'm not even that glad. I come here. I'm glad, but not that glad. I want you to understand that. When I get to be alone with Jesus, I am glad, 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 glad. Here, I'm just glad. So you're not all that. Get, get yourself down, kitty. Settle yourself. I'm not that glad. Oh, I'm glad when I get to go in the presence of God. Anybody here ever been in the presence of God? Somebody up in here been in the presence. I know you. I was, in, I was there when I saw you go up. I saw him. I saw Frankie go up in the glory. I saw Ralphie go up in the glory. He's like, oh, oh my God. He just spoke to me about forgiveness. I'm like, oh, you definitely were in the glory. And somebody told me they went to heaven. I go, what did God say? Oh, I need to repent. <laughs> you went to the glory. Let's go. I trust you. If you could look at me in the face and say, God told me to repent. Come on, we're walking together. Because I know you saw the glory. There's nothing better than when somebody says, oh, I saw the glory of God. And he showed me what I did wrong. That's the glory. I promise you. But that's what God is doing. I know this is a lot, guys. This is a lot. But it's excellence. Faces are readable, by the way. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. I'm not even going to be shy about it. Faces are so readable. <laughs> like, I know who's uncomfortable in this room right now. 
I could literally walk up to you and tell you what you're thinking because I see it. I promise you, I'm not even showing off. My eyes, you think my eyes are on earth. My eyes are like this. I'm walking around the room like this. <laughs> you're, you're literally all naked in front of me. And not physically naked. It's more naked than physically naked. It's spiritually naked. It's like, and you can see what everybody's thinking. I promise. It's really crazy. <laughs> and it's okay. It's no shame. I just want you to know that I know. <laughs> but you're going to make it. I promise you're going to make it. Everybody in this room makes it. You're already there. It's just your physical earthly mind can't understand. So it seems scary. Like God's only asking of you. He's not commanding you. And he's not going to force it. It's going to be birthed when it's ready to be birthed. When I water the plants outside, I never force them to grow. And I never force them to drink the water. I simply spray them. I simply spray them. And then they look really beautiful. And they grow. So this is just a spraying. I can't make you drink it. But it's being absorbed into your being. <laughs> your mind is not soaking it up. But your spirit, oh, you should see your spirit. I see a bunch of little puppies like nursing right now. In the spirit, right? The spirits are like, forget about my mind. Forget about my flesh. Flesh, shut up. You don't even know what you're talking about, flesh. And your spirit is just being nurtured. Some are responding now. Some of you might break out in laughter at midnight at home alone. Like, ah, I got it. <laughs> Watch. <laughs> some might take a week. Some might take a month. Some might take 10 years. You think I'm worried? No, I'm not worried. Because every word that comes out of God's mouth in its time and in his season, it shall come to pass. Point black, period, exclamation point. No question mark. <laughs> That's it. I'm drunk. <laughs> I feel the joy. I can't help myself. <laughs> Hallelujah. His excellence is great. <laughs> you know when we get to heaven? You know what your name is in heaven? <laughs> your excellency. <laughs> you know what your name is in heaven? Your excellency. <laughs> excellency, 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 me too. <laughs> I pointed at everybody. <laughs> Make sure. Excellency, everybody. I'm telling you, watch. And then you'll be. Then there you'll understand what he was talking about on earth. You thought it was a doing, but in reality it was a being. It was just a being, and it takes time to realize that you don't have to do, you just have to be. Amen? Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Resting Place, South Tampa Campus. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear, and we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org.